0: you're listening to the pkj and yahweh podcast where i take the supernatural world around us connect it to complicated biblical theology and then try and make it simple for everyone to gain revelation if you're new to this podcast and would like more information please go follow me on instagram at kevin.scott.johnson and now time for another episode from our apologetic series Hey everyone, welcome, and today we're going to be talking about specifically, does science contradict the Bible? Uh, so, i uh, been trying to get caught back up on some of these topics. It's been a really busy and fun week at our church. We've been having an amazing time of revival nights, as we've called them, and uh, it's been good, but I've been playing drums a lot and been doing a lot of uh, driving our guest speakers around, so definitely feeling it. So So, I was like, man, I just need to get in there for a few minutes and just record at least... An episode or two and so today is the day and i'm really hoping that uh, this is effective for you uh especially if you're preparing and listening either for your personal spiritual growth and understanding of the word of god or if you are utilizing this information to help you study and prepare for like stoa speech and debate uh tournament leagues competitively uh working on sharing apologetic questions and and statements of your faith etc so uh however utilizing it i hope it's being beneficial if you have questions that you would like to add to the lineup of the questions i'm working towards answering as we head into the fall and into the winter and even the new year then please go ahead and submit them i'll think i'll go ahead and if you want to know what questions we're working out of You can actually find them on the uh, Stoa Speech and Debate website. If you just look up S T O A Speech and Debate, you'll be able to find their apologetics courses and uh, not courses, but their topics. And so, just working on helping answer those questions, but also having several of our own that we've written up. So, but yeah, today, really talking about Does science contradict the Bible? you know, there's a lot of different perspectives out there and today I'm gonna try and take an approach that's a little maybe maybe a little different than what you might expect or at least what I've seen presented before, uh, from others. But imagine this, you know, you're on a date, you know, and with your with your bride or maybe with your girlfriend or, or your you know, boyfriend and your date looks over to you and says, Do you do you really know me? You know, I'm going to use context, me on a date with my wife. And (laughs) do you really know me? Asking that question, it's like, well, yes, I know you. You're enough phosphorus for 2000 matches, enough chlorine to sanitize a pool and enough iron for one nail and enough fat for 10 bars of soap. Uh, (laughs) That's not going to go over so well. Now, on a scientific scale... The typical human body is that all those things 2000 matches chlorine to sanitize a pool etc but that's not really knowing someone that's more of knowing about someone you know do you do i know who you are or do you just know fun facts about you know your genetic and cellular existence and what it's compromised of is it science or is it truth is it both we'll take this example for a minute you come over to your friend's house you They let you on in, you know, knock, knock, come on in And there's water on to boil Okay? And, you know You're saying, hey, uh, what's, what's that over there? You know? Well, the easy Answer would be, I'm making tea, would you like Some? But the scientific, truthful, full disclosure answer would be, oh, um, that, yes, that's, uh, there's a heat source that's transforming thermal thermal energy across the container wall into the liquid. Uh, this means that the square velocity of the molecular, of the molecules increase. <laughs> this means the square velocity of molecules is proportional to the temperature uh, when it reaches 100 degrees centigrade. There is a uh, transition from condensed phase to an expanded phase, which we call boiling. That would be also an answer, you know, on a thermodynamics test, but rather more, it would be better to say, I'm making tea. Would you care for some? And to use those silly examples, I, uh, there's a great little video clip out there on YouTube where this guy goes in a lot more depth of some of these interesting contrasts. And that's the challenge that we face. Uh, I would say as parents, uh, as friends, as, um, as uh, f- you know, family, coworkers, when we're looking at many situations and we're being asked to explain something, we're, we're trying to tell somebody something and they feel like, oh, you're withholding information from me because you didn't say the whole truth, especially when you have, you know, a third, a not, th- not a third, but a three-year-old or a four-year-old and you're, they're trying to ask you, but Why? But why? But why? Well, that's just because I said so. That's why. <laughs> Doesn't go over so well uh, when you try to argue with a four-year-old, uh, especially if you try to follow the, down the path of answering all their whys. Eventually, you will get to that point. But back to the main topic. Here's: is, is then does science contradict the Bible? with given the idea that science is the pursuit of knowledge and the pursuit of understanding right the pursuit of understanding our, our the world around us but i think the important question we have to ask to frame this is is identifying what is the bible and what is its purpose then what is science and what is science's purpose <laughs> Sciences. what is the purpose of science and how do they conflict or does it matter so Looking at the Bible, it's comprised of 66 books, 40 authors, written over 1500 years, right? As dis- as directed by the Holy Spirit, as it said. Uh, you got 39 books in the Old Testament and 27 in the New. 367 of these 66 separate books were considered canon. A product of centuries of reflection and uncountable hours of debate among scholars way smarter than you and me right now. I'm just gonna be put it out there. Maybe not you. I don't know who's listening to this, but definitely me but that, that's enough on that end of, of what is the Bible but what is its purpose? What's my motivation? What's the meaning? Its purpose is to communicate the truth of God to mankind and mankind's position in all of creation really our purpose uh, all have sinned and broken God's law right James two ten, and they're deserving of judgment and the deliverance from punishment in God through Christ uh, that is its ultimate purpose is to uh, explain man's origin who cre- who created us the creator and then how we have access to him how we have access to forgiveness from what's taken place you know our, our journey our destiny our purpose so also, it can truly be a canon, you know, a reed, a rod, as it were say, a measurement of reality of how one lives their life and finds full satisfaction, fulfillment, and reward in this life and the one to come. So honestly, if we really applied this truth of the word of God to our lives, keeping in mind that it wasn't written uh, to us, but it was written for us to grab information from and and Um, study to apply not just not just not just grab information but like say this is what i need to know in my heart and apply it not to be hearers of the word but doers also that's when we can start to see even when we come against obstacles that we will eventually uh, see that breakthrough and not to get to that you know apathetic christianity level where it's like oh well you know my life sucks but it's okay because jesus will return someday so that's not really what we're trying to go after right there. But with that said, uh, we if we pursue the truth of God and we hold fast to it in faith that applies our hands to work as well, we will see the breakthrough that we are looking for in our life. But what about this? What is science and its purpose? Well, science is the pursuit and application of knowledge and understanding of the natural and social world following a systematic methodology based on evidence science is defined as the observation identification description experimental investigation and theoretical explanation of natural phenomenon it really is the pursuit of knowledge the pursuit of knowledge so you know any scholars listening right now like maybe you think put one or two together if it's the pursuit of knowledge well who's the author of knowledge and so who ultimately is the one that's right I mean, so there's that element in that argument as well. But let's go a little bit deeper. So how do they conflict with each other? Science, Bible, how do they conflict? Well, you know, imagine this. There's a pastor sitting in a park, okay? And one of his congregants come up to him and uh, they, 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 they say, hey, how's it going? And he's there hanging out with his daughter and he looks over to his daughter and says, should we tell them? And he looks up. The, his daughter looks up at the at the man who's visiting him in the park and says, well, my mom's uh, the storks delivering our baby today at the hospital. And, and then the man looks up, confused, uh, very frustrated and says, I'm never going to trust you again. There's no such thing as storks bringing babies to to, you know, hospitals like that. How would you dare let your da- daughter think that? Right. Or. You know, another option would be, as Dr. Heiser, I believe, put it pretty well, is you know, uh, you know, there's empirical evidence, and it's irrelevant beyond my reasoning that that children come from a woman. That yes, obviously, Pastor, it must be true that it's storks, even though I've literally witnessed my own wife give birth. It was a stork, like, like that's foolishness too. Okay, so we gotta understand these different concepts of like. We have the pastor and the little girl and the little girl trying to express what is going to be taking place. The avenue of which, okay, the stork, is a means to an end. It's saying, I am receiving a new baby brother or sister today. Awesome. Now, the avenue of the stork, that's... Not true, obviously, but the ultimate outcome of the truth of the story, that is, I will have a sister or brother today, is what is the focus. So, you know, ancient people and authors, uh, uh, ancient people, uh, sorry, ancient people and authors of the Bible, they, they have uh, a different worldview than we do, obviously. I mean, we've got elon musk's neural link up network you know and depending on how you feel about ancient civilizations and technology and you know nephilim uh uh Uh, revelation and the enochian scrolls or all this weird stuff you know the pillars with science and religion once were one and all this kind of strange things it's really irrelevant to some degree how you feel on that piece uh, on one side or another because the reality is the ancient people that wrote the bible lived in a different time we do they they had different structures than we have even all of our sciences can prove that they didn't live in the exact same type of housings that we did okay the things were different but their antiquated their antiquated ha huh, gosh that's such a hard word i'm struggling today their antiquated ideas do show up in their writings uh that we have today you know uh, we've got flat earthers pe- uh, that people think about, right? You know, liver and kidney in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament were the seat of human intelligence and intellect and emotion. Like that's kind of weird. Um, Paul talking about hair in the New Testament when he is referring. Even nature says that is embar- is shameful for a man to have long hair, right? And and this whole concept of Roman, uh, ancient Roman, uh, Greco-Roman. Science and 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 uh, physiology, where they thought that hair was hollow, and it, and and the longer the hair, you know, that conception took place in the brain, and so uh, it's it's weird. I'll 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 link if I can remember. You can listen to it, but very weird things, uh, interesting, but it's it's still to express the means of the end of the story. So how can we trust the Bible then if some parts aren't totally to our understanding today in today's worldview and and pursuit of knowledge accurate? You know, uh, we have the addition, not the addition, but the example of Jesus telling everyone that the mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds. Uh, That's not true, actually. It's the orchid seed. And so, but really, Jesus wasn't there to give everyone a scientific explanation of the world around them of things that they either have or have not yet discovered. He was speaking to a people and a time that they, uh, and with their culture and their understanding and what they worked with. Why, why would Jesus try to explain what an orchid is to ancient near Eastern Israel uh, individuals? And, and it just wouldn't make sense because I don't think orchids even flourish over there. I did some research a while back. So trying to explain to them, okay, here's my parable. Now let me first start by telling you, here's this plant that exists over in, you know, east, in the east, far, far east and in China area, which uh, maybe you've never been there. I don't know. You know, like it's just, it's, it's foolishness. You know, he's trying to communicate the gospel and simple truths that people can readily understand in the cultures of which they're receiving that word you know so how can we trust the bible you know the stork it's it's the science is not the aim really of the bible truth of the message is i I made everything is what jesus is trying to explain genesis 1 you know uh he is the creator of all things pre-scientific perspectives you know an audience god made everything psalms 104 verse 5 even like is what people build a whole understanding of oh the earth must be flat (laughs) okay uh any flat earthers actually listen to my podcast i don't know uh but you know as far as i understand it's not i did have a little while where i thought maybe it is you know and there's still that check in my brain like i'm not a billionaire i'm not jeff bezos i'm not flying up to the outer rim of the earth's ozone and atmosphere and seeing that it's round for myself like that's not happening you know but um really creation is um accredited to god in the word in 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 the gospel that's the point not the genetic makeup and structure of all things he's not trying to say oh this is how everything has was, was put together the blue marble in space concepts did not exist, nor would their audience comprehend that kind of radical truth of of Psalms 104. To be like, all right, so let me explain this. I'll even go there real fast, just so you guys know what I'm talking about. Psalms 104, verse five, says, "He set the earth on its foundations; it can never be moved." And it talks about pillars, you know, and the corners of the earth, and and the firmament, and all these different things. And so, obviously. It's just explaining and describing that it is God who set the earth into motion. All that you see, all that you know, all that has been made is from God and is God's handiwork. He is the author. He is the creator. So with that perspective, it wouldn't make sense for David to start start trying to explain, oh, by the way, yes, I know you. We all think the Earth is flat, but just so you know, uh, it's actually round. It's a blue marble floating around in space forever and ever. Like, it, and there's plants circling around us. Oh yeah, all those stars out there—the luminaries, the, the uh, you know all all these you know gods and goddesses that that we call there—that those are actually just stars. Um, let me explain what stars is beyond heavenly language, and you know, it's just it doesn't make sense to try and rationalize at the. Bible is a super futuristic scientific uh, document for us to then try and apply every science that exists to it. Now, there are sciences in the Bible, and I believe that our science is constantly changing as it's always uh, evolving, and as our knowledge and our ability to understand things grow, and as knowledge increases but god didn't tell the writers that rain came from portals in the sky the earth was flat or you know the abdominal organs were the seat of intellectual reasoning is it was commonplace in the ancient world already that's what they believed and they used the information that would be culturally relevant to communicate truths of God. And people get hung up on that. Sometimes there are parts we should take literal in the word of God, many, many parts, but the entirety of the Bible is not a literal interpretation. I believe we need to really search the word of God and not be too uh lazy with with our interpretation understanding of the word and start reading the passion translation and think that oh now jesus is my boyfriend (laughs) let's not do that so you see he chose to use the people to use those people honestly to convey his truth those people that wrote the bible he didn't wait for us to have science today to then write the bible for another 2000 years of generations he chose them to convey the truth and have the ability uh, to convey such with even temporal scientific perspectives You see, the goal of the Bible was never sciences, but spiritual revelation and spiritual realities that endure and uh, really endure forever and ever and transcend science and time. Even if we know more about the physical world than perhaps the biblical writers did, which not perhaps we do, uh, the Bible is just as relevant now as it was in ancient times the Bible is not intended to be a scientific document, even though there are sciences that are accurate in them. You see, even looking at some of the progression of science, I think that we will find things in the word of God end up being way more scientifically accurate than we currently understand because of our lack of understanding, our lack of knowledge, because science is the pursuit of knowledge. Just like uh, the exact references slip my mind, but it used to be a scientific fact that flies were uh, born of okay they, they, they did not exist unless there was rotting flesh and or meat and and so it, it was as if the meat carried the larva that then if it were to fester it would then produce these offspring so as if meat like cows hide and, and human skin contains eggs of larva and it's not until it's dead and festering that then flies come into existence and flies are from rotting flesh okay that's gross that's disgusting but that was scientific fact until they finally put a piece of meat next to another piece of meat and one inside a glass jar and one on the counter and surprisingly the one on the counter uh, you know obviously got flies and the one under the glass jar had no flies weird how strange right you know and and it's like wow we have discovered a new science well <laughs> yes you have it's but the science isn't new the truth was always there we just didn't understand it so in closing do i think that the earth is flat <laughs> i don't really think so um and if it is it really doesn't matter um but i really don't think it is uh but to be bullheaded and quote the bible as the ground for flat earth when empirical evidence exists that it is that that it's not um is not a reason for why god inspired psalms 104 jesus at the center of all the redemption of mankind who dwell on earth which is creation of the one and only yahweh of god from him come all things and in him all things belong don't come to my house and shame my dog because she makes a horrible cat Okay, she's not a cat. So why would we shame the Bible, which was never really intended to be a scientific explanation of all things past, present, and future on a scientific level, when its purpose isn't to know creation but its Creator? So I hope that that helps you unpack a little bit of this: Is the science and the Bible conflict? Uh, uh, Does science and the Bible conflict with each other? Are there are there conflicting statements in there? Do they? Are they contradicting to one another? In some, in many degrees, yes. And depending on what season or era you live in, absolutely yes. But which is true? Which does this mean? Does does this devalue one or the other? No, my Bible is not a scientific textbook. It has sciences in it, but it is not Its purpose is not to teach me all things scientific related. My dog is not a cat. Does she crawl up on my shoulders and hide out there? And sometimes meow? Uh, Maybe, okay, but she is not a cat. So don't judge her according to... Being a cat—that's not what she is. Likewise, we need to view the Bible as its own entity. People—this will be the problem that we come across in a lot of ways—is they will bring half truths or no truth at all, and then compare it to the Word of God and say, "Well, you know what?" And they—they try to make it better than it. It, But you're not having a fair argument. It's like arguing an apple is better than 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 an apple is better than nuts. Okay, you know, like like cashews. Well, if you're trying to talk about fruit. you know if it's a matter of opinion that's one thing but if you're trying to say an apple is a better fruit than nuts are well of course an apple is better fruit than nuts are because i don't think nuts technically are fruit okay so all that to say is don't try and compare and contrast things that aren't same same you know what i mean I hope that's been helpful to you. I don't really want to belabor the point, but if you really uh, enjoyed this, or maybe you want to look at, I have an ongoing note. I keep adding more information to of uh, areas in the Bible that uh, are are popular arguments of where science and uh, the Bible contradict one another. A lot of a lot of Old Testament uh, math stuff that I'm just not a fan of but lots of maths uh, that, that really just don't line up with today's understanding of math and culture. Um, but yeah, I, I, if you want more of that, you have to click the link in my bio and go to the blog page for this, com, and you'll be able to uh, see more information there. If you enjoyed the show, thanks for listening, and uh, take it easy. Talk to you later. Shalom. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information about the show, Kevin's work, Or you have questions or would like to be a guest on this podcast, please reach out to me directly on my Instagram at kevin.scott.johnson. I look forward to hearing from you. God bless.